If you would, I'd like for you to turn your Bibles this evening to 2 Timothy once again. We were here the other night. We'll be back in here for a few more lessons. Praying that God will bless in a very special way throughout the evening. I do want to look at something that I feel throughout this study should be that which encourages the saint of God. That which reassures the saint of God. And we have... The Apostle Paul allowing young Timothy the understanding that number one, you can have real assurance in the things that God's Word says. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, the Bible says this, For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. This is a series known as the Persuasion of the Heart series. It's a new series that the Lord's laid on my heart, and I pray the Lord will just help us to have that same kind of persuasion deep down in our heart about everything that God's Word says. Now, today, or tonight, this lesson is actually for the redeemed. But if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, let me encourage you to really listen. And ask yourself the question, do I have the same kind of confidence? Do I have the same kind of persuasion? Am I safe and secure? And if you're not, listen tonight. Trust the Lord's your Savior. Find the forgiveness of sins that only He offers. The freedom from condemnation. The freedom from the oppression of the devil. The freedom of knowing that I've got a home in heaven. This, this text tonight is the Apostle Paul as he is as he's dealing with young Timothy here. As he's about ready to turn over his ministry and the things of God to this young man, he says to him, I am persuaded. Do you know that tonight? And we that are saved truly know that tonight because number one, the Spirit of God dwells within us. That is the reassuring thought that we have tonight, that everything that God's Word says is true and able able to give us safety and mind of, and peace of mind to go along with it. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. Tonight, dear God, we're praying that you'll bless thy children. Lord, in this new series, I pray that it'll be something that is encouraging and uplifting. Lord, that it's something that we can re be reassured in. Father, for that one that's in this house or under the hearing of this word, wherever they may be, Lord, they don't know this Savior. They don't have the security, the persuasion of heart that the redeemed do have. Lord, I pray that you'll touch them tonight. Father, I'm asking that you would encourage the believer and redeem the unsaved even now. Lord, give them the confidence that real salvation brings. Father, bless us tonight. 
Father, watch over us and forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, and amen. You know, I love that song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. And tonight, as I was sitting there listening to that, I want you to just think about these words that are written here, and then we'll get into our message. But I want you to have this as a backdrop for the message tonight. And I want your thoughts to be centered around this. What a fellowship, what a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day. We're getting closer, folks. The further along we get in this life, the closer we are to making our home in heaven. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? If you're saved by the grace of God tonight, Romans 8 is the very scripture that I want you to really get a hold of. Verse 31 down through verse 39 tells us that absolutely nothing, nothing can hinder our salvation. What have I to dread then? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Folks, if you don't know that peace tonight, that's what you need. That's what you need this very hour is the peace that passeth all understanding. So how do you get that peace tonight? How do you find yourself in a position where you have peace that passeth all understanding, you have to know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior. First of all, you need to know the forgiveness of sin. Emmanuel, there is something reassuring when it comes to confidence. Oftentimes we go through our days which are filled with uncertainties, doubt, and suspicion, and oftentimes plain out mistrust but the redeemed the born again ones have the blessed hope which allows us to find confidence in God's holy word about many of the questions the world is even now pondering so I thought after much prayer that it would be an uplifting study to pursue for God's children to reflect upon all the topics that we can be assured of through God's holy word, to know the persuasion of the heart. So first of all tonight, in this study we're dealing with, again, tonight we're going to deal with one topic in particular, and that's forgiveness. I am persuaded, amen, I'm persuaded that I have been forgiven of all of my sins and all of my trespasses and all of my shortcomings I'm persuaded because God's word tells me that I can be sure that I have complete and forever forgiveness. I've been forgiven. Amen. You've been forgiven. If you're saved by the grace of God tonight, you know the Lord is your Savior. You have been forgiven. And that is one thing that you need to understand brings about confidence to the born again child of God. 
In 2 Timothy, again, in chapter 1 and verse 12, the Bible says, For the which cause I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, or I'm not confounded, I'm not confused, I'm not put aside. He says, I know whom I have believed. Folks, I want you to know something. That's confidence tonight. That is the, the place of coming to a, to, a, to a place where you know that you have received forgiveness. For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded. Now listen to this. Think about this. That he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What have you committed unto him? The faith that God gave us. You have been, you have been saved by the grace of God. You have received forgiveness of sins. And for that, you have confidence. In Psalm chapter 32 and verse 1, again, we, we're going to spend a lot of time in the scripture tonight. But I want you to listen to what it says. In Psalm chapter 32 and verse 1. Now, if you're saved by the grace of God tonight, this is your lot. If you're saved by the grace of God tonight, this is what you've been blessed with. He says here, blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven. Whose sin is covered. Folks, I want you to know something tonight. That it's a blessed truth. That we who are redeemed have been forgiven and we know that deep down in our hearts. Why? Because God's word says so. I've been forgiven. And it's not just my past sins as I said Sunday night. It's not just my present sins. But it's my sins in my future. All three together have been forgiven. And yet I do not want to live like the devil. I do not want to live like the world. I want to live a forgiven life. I want to live a life that is centered around Jesus Christ and His salvation. <clears throat> Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and him whose strike or, or whose spirit there is no guile. We are told from God's word that we, His people, have been forgiven. In Psalm 85, turn over here with me, Psalm 85. Notice what it says here in verse 2. The Bible says this, Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. You know why I've got confidence tonight? You know why I'm persuaded in my heart tonight? Simply because of what God's Word says here. He says again, Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. You see that little word there, Selah? Don't, don't pass over that little word. That little word, Selah, or Selah, it means to think about this. Listen, I want you to stop and right now and consider your salvation. I want you to consider tonight that you've been forgiven of all of your sins. I want you to consider tonight that that's something that you can be assured of because God's Word says so. In Psalm 86, we're right here close. Look at verse 1. The Bible says, Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am 
For I am holy, O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Do you not today spend your days asking God to forgive you? Listen, I want you to know something. Every day that we live, the devil's bombarding the children of God. The devil's doing everything in his power to cause you to to forsake the God of heaven. He is uh, putting things in your mind. He's putting things on your tongue. He's putting things in your way. He's causing you to get out of the light of God. A lot of times we follow right along, don't we? That's when we come and we say, Father, forgive me. You know, 1 John 1, 9, the Bible says that if we, are, if we would confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, folks, I want you to know something tonight. That's something that you can be assured of. That you can come to the Father. That's something that you need to realize that when Satan trips you up or when Satan gets the high hand on you, you can come boldly before the throne of God and say, I've sinned, Father, forgive me. What does that do? Listen, the Bible's already stated that all of our sins have been forgiven. So that coming back to God and pleading that forgiveness restores our fellowship with our Maker. Restores our fellowship and our joy with our Creator. The one who gave His life for us on Calvary. That's what it means to me. Romans in chapter 4 and verse 7. Romans 4 and 7. Now listen, child of God. Listen, you need to get a hold of this. You need to to find, find a place to... To sit down and rest for just a moment. Rest your mind around the Word of God. Don't get, don't be out there in the, in the sidelines somewhere. Don't be, don't be at the house somewhere. Don't be on the job. So I want you to be thinking about what you've been given tonight. You've been forgiven. You've been blessed with forgiveness of sins. And here in Romans in chapter 4 and verse 7 again, the Bible says, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. I don't know about you, but I am blessed tonight. You know, as I sat and I thought about this this message the last three days, you know, about five o'clock every morning, I'm in my study, and, and as I'm sitting there and I'm praying, I'm praying, God, give me what you want your people to have. You know, this is one of those, these, these are the mornings that, that just thrill me the most. Because before you get it, I've been getting it. And the Lord's dealing with my heart as I'm sitting at my study and I've been praying over this message. I've been praying, Lord, what will you have me to bring? Let's talk about forgiveness. Why? Because it blesses my soul. It blesses me to realize that all of my sins are under the blood. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13, the Bible says, "...in you being dead in your sins..." And the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. 
These scriptures from God's holy word is enough to cause us to be persuaded in our hearts that He sees us in a different way. He sees us as forgiven children now. Now secondly, why? Why am I persuaded in heart? Why am I persuaded in in my conscience, as the Apostle Paul says? Because we have forgiveness through His Son's blood. You remember the atoning covering that we covered here a few weeks back during our doctrinal studies. It's the atoning covering that gives the redeemed their perfect, forgiven standing before the God of heaven. That's what it gives us. A perfect place to stand. Because when God looks down upon us, as I've said many times, He's not looking upon that old dreadful sinner. He's looking upon the blood that's covered a man or a woman, a boy or girl. He's looking at the blood of His Son. You know what that gives us? Free access into the very throne room of the Almighty. You've heard my prayers, and I always always begin my prayer with, I am so thankful that I'm able to come into the presence of the Almighty, not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus done for me. Folks, I want you to know something. It's the atoning blood covering that gives us the forgiveness, that gives us the covering, that gives us the standing and the state that we need to have before the Holy God. Of heaven, in Colossians chapter one, if you're if you're still there, I want you to notice what it says here in verse eleven, down through verse fourteen. The Bible says this: strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. This is what should persuade you tonight. The fact that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us spiritually. And one day soon our full sanctification and glorification is going to come to pass. When Jesus Christ calls us home, we are going to be once and for all safe and secure in the arms of the Lord. All because of this forgiveness. All because of the applied blood. Hebrews 9 and Hebrews chapter 10, you see the, the, the high priest, the, our high priest, Jesus Christ, the Lord, the, 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 the great I am, as he, has, as he has shed his precious blood on Calvary, he's applied it to the mercy seat in heaven. He sprinkled it upon the horns of the altar. You know, the Bible says we be priests. You know, the only reason why the, the priest could come into the Holy of Holies, the only reason he could come into the Holy of Holies is, is if they had the blood. And the blood had to come in and be applied to the horns of the altar. 
Jesus Christ done that on our behalf. He has forgiven us of all of our sins and His blood has made that atoning covering. Folks, I am persuaded of that. I trust what God's Word says. My heart is satisfied. Now, there are a lot of people in this world today that have not a clue what peace is all about. They're trying to work their way to heaven and they can never get it done. They can never know if they've done enough. And again, you know, I know I say this all the time, but I, I used to have an, uh, an old gentleman used to come to me and he'd tell me, I, I hope I've done enough. I hope my good outweighs my bad. I'll never know until I get there. You know what a miserable life that man had to have. But this one thing I do know. I know in whom I have believed. Amen. And I am persuaded. That's what Paul was saying. And that's what all the redeemed in this house tonight can say as well. We are persuaded. We are persuaded. Folks, are you persuaded tonight? Are you persuaded tonight? May God help us to be just like the Apostle Paul was, persuaded in heart and mind. Now, thirdly, I want you to think about this. I'm persuaded in heart because I have an advocate on my side. Now, this advocate is one who speaks on your behalf. That's what it is. You go, you, if you go to a hospital or something and... And you have a social worker come to you. A lot of times they will speak and take up your cause uh, to the higher authority. Or if you have a, if you're in, tied up with the law or some way, you have an advocate. You have somebody that's speaking on your behalf. I have somebody speaking on my behalf tonight. When the devil's running to and fro, and the devil's doing all his power to, to, let the, to, to let God know exactly how wicked I am, Jesus Christ speaks up on my behalf and he said, But Father, I have paid for his sin. He is one of my children. He's a joint heir with me. He is a child of the king. Folks, I want you to know something. That's what it means to have an advocate on your side. Somebody who's going to take up the cause for you. To do what you couldn't do. I cannot speak. I can't, I, I can't speak well. I, I'm not a good speaker. I mean, I know you teachers, you teachers know very well. I use double, double negatives all the time. I mean, I know that. I know I, I don't have the, the best English in the world. I'm country to, through and two. Through and through. See, I'm getting all tongue-tied now, but listen. Just like it says in Romans in chapter 8, there's times when we don't even know how to pray as we ought. There's times that we don't even know what to say. Have you ever been there? You ever been in a place, in a position where you didn't even know how you could come before the holy God of heaven and plead for forgiveness? But yet, he who looks upon the heart, he's your advocate. <laughs> he's the one who speaks on your behalf. 
Even when you cannot speak for yourself, He'll speak for you. Folks, I want you to know something. I'm persuaded of that because I feel the forgiveness that God gives me. Even when I don't realize how I should pray is all. You know, there's, there's all kinds of sins. That there's sins of omission. There's sins of commission. There's sins that, that, you know, we know that we're sinning. And sometimes it seems like it's just so hard to get away from it. You know, that's when the Holy Spirit deals with our heart. And that's when our heart pleads that forgiveness. One way or the other, we, we, we plead for that forgiveness. And as our advocate is looking upon us, he knows what, serious, what, what the seriousness is of our heart. You know, so many people today, and Brother Jim, he, he brought that out in his lesson one day. Listen, there's people out there today say, well, if I believed like you all did, I would get saved and live the way I wanted to from there on. No, you won't. Listen, I'll, I'll say this. You'll live like you want to because if you're really saved, you've got a different water. You see what I'm saying? But there, when there's times that we do sin, there's times when we need that advocate, he is there for us. An advocate, in, in 1 John chapter 2, you'll see this. In verse 1 and 2, it says, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. He's trying to tell them, listen, for this reason, you gotta, you got to avoid this sin. Listen, sin should not have dominion over you. If you're saved by the grace of God, do not let sin have dominion over you. It's a bad character flaw if you just can't get by with sin. Listen, know what God's Word says. This is what it says. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. This word advocate here in the Greek is parakletos. And it means counselor. It means intercessor. Boy, how many times have you... Fell on your knees knowing you had to have somebody that better be interceding for you because you can't do it yourself. We have a helper. One who encourages and comforts. In the New Testament, according to Strong's, it refers exclusively to the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, our sovereign Savior. We have that special witness within us. Always working, interceding, and announcing the fact that we are His purchased possession. Romans in chapter 8. I love this scripture, folks. I, I can't help but, get, but read it from time to time because it just makes my heart just joyful. In Romans in chapter 8, again, notice what it says here in verse 31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, 
who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we'll kill all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Paul, Paul's got a way of speaking even to the church at Rome here. To those Christians that were there. He says, I'm persuaded. Folks, I love that word. I love that about the Christian, the truly born again Christian, because they have a real persuasion. It's not a hope so salvation. It's a no so salvation. It's not that I hope I've been forgiven. I know I've been forgiven because God's word says, I have forgiven you. <clears throat> he says, for I am persuaded... That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful topic to get a hold of, forgiveness. We ought to be persuaded in our hearts that truly Jesus Christ Paid our full sin debt. He didn't, he didn't give up halfway through the, through the ordeal on the cross. He didn't give up halfway through the shedding of his blood. Listen, he went all the way. He shed every drop. And there was not one drop of wasted blood. Now let me tell you that. Listen, I want you to know this without a shadow of a doubt. That that redemptive work was done fully and wholly through Jesus Christ and him crucified. And listen, there is no wasted blood at the cross. I believe, I believe in that. And you know, some, some of our preachers anymore are getting away from this, but I believe in that limited atonement. I believe that when, when Jesus Christ paid the sin, that he died for a specific people because that's what God's Word says. God's Word says that he has shed his blood for a people, his people. And he's going to save his people from their sins. How? By giving them forgiveness through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Listen. These scriptures give the confidence and the surety that we need to be at peace with God. For I am persuaded in the heart that God loves me for I've been forgiven of all my sin. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, another very familiar scripture with you all here because you know I read it a lot. In Isaiah 1 and 18, the Bible says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. He's saying, think about this. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You know why? Because of the atoning blood of Christ, we have been forgiven. Do you know that forgiveness tonight? Do you have the peace that passeth all understanding that I spoke of when we began this service tonight? Do you know that your sins have been blotted out like it says in Isaiah 43 and 25? 
When God is speaking, He says, I, even I am He that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. Folks, I'm persuaded of that. And if I weren't, I'd be the first to tell you tonight, I'd be a miserable wreck. If I didn't know that my sins, all of my sins were forgiven, I would be a miserable wreck tonight. But in verse 22 of of Isaiah 44, the Bible says, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Oh, may God tonight continue to give us confidence in our salvation for forgiveness' sake. You know, this is not an exhaustive uh, study tonight on forgiveness. I, I could have used many, many, many more scriptures. But let this suffice tonight just to encourage our hearts. You need to be persuaded tonight that you have full forgiveness. And if you do not know that tonight, you need to come to the Lord. You need to ask God to forgive you of your sins. You know, that's one of the first things that one that's been quickened by the Holy Spirit, that's one of the first things that they'll do is ask God to forgive them. You know why? Because they first, for the first time, they've finally seen what God sees in them, the blackness of sin. That's the reason why we plead forgiveness of sins. That's the reason why we call out on His name to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, for He says He will do just that. You know what? I'm persuaded of that. I hope tonight this will be an encouraging series that we can go through. We'll see many more lessons on this persuasion of heart. I pray that God will direct us and guide us and encourage us each and every lesson that we have. That's all.